Welcome to the We Build Leaders podcast, where we are committed to equip, develop, and resource pastors and local church leaders. My name is Darren Fisher. I'm your host today, joined by Dr. Jay Herndon. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Jay. Very happy to be here. It's good to have you here. Uh, so, Dr. Jay, you are a man of many, many, many talents. Um, you know, I know where a lot of us are aware here in the district, you're currently finishing up law school to add to that whole journey. But something that I've learned about you that I think is an incredible resource to our local leaders is your understanding of personalities and even how that relates to helping build teams and uh, maybe what I would say is putting the right people on the right seat on the bus um, in terms of team building, hiring, all those types of things. And so it's something that I've really gleaned from you on and have invited you here to kind of share with us and our listeners a little bit more of this journey. Um, started for you, I know, with your master's program and really diving deep into that, continue through your doctoral work, and has always been something that you've been very passionate about. So we'd love to hear from you about this journey with personalities, as it relates to team building, ministry, how it can be a resource to us, and we'd love to learn from you today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's uh, something that uh, understanding personality types and, and team building and implementing that in ministry has been very important to me. Uh, and uh, I'm just very grateful that the Lord has allowed me to, to, uh, to stumble on these things. Um, so let me kind of, kind of draw a framework for you. Uh, of course, the Bible tells us that as leaders, uh, our job is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Yeah. And equipping the saints really has three primary issues. Uh, first of all, it's about putting tools in people's hands. And so we have to provide and support, you know, people, our leaders with the tools that they need. Secondly, it's about helping them develop the skills of ministry. So I think of that as the head, you know, developing yeah, skills. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so you got, the, you got the hands, you got the head, and then you got the heart. And that's about the personal development. And uh, as a leader, developing leaders, developing teams, the, the tools are fairly easy to provide. And the skills are, are transferable. They're, they can learn those. Uh, it's the last that is always the biggest challenge. And it's dealing and helping people with, with their heart and uh, their maturity and their growth and working together as a team. Uh, um, in fact, just yesterday we had... Um, some uh, contractors at my house to do some work and um, they they didn't they weren't working together very well <laughs> <laughs> not 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 that good of a team <laughs> they were not a good team and uh, their communication uh, together was very poor and their emotions were getting in the way and uh I actually spent probably three hours doing marriage counseling <laughs> between these, <laughs> doing these workers uh and I, I really want to pull the leader aside and say, hey, uh, you know, you need to you need to lead your team differently, <laughs> um, which is funny for me to being in that role, because, uh, you know, growing up, I, you know, everybody knows that I have a personality. Uh, my personality is pretty distinct. I am who I am. And and it, you don't have to spend a long time with me to figure that out. Um, you know, growing up, I want to tell you this uh, a story of two dads, okay? Yeah. So my dad was an auto mechanic, and um, 
and he worked on cars. Um, when it came to, uh, he loved to read. Boy, he, he read. We always grow up reading books and things like that and having, you know, deep philosophical conversations and discussions about politics and all kinds of things. And when it came to his tools and whatnot, it, you know, his tools, uh, he, he didn't necessarily, you know, catalog his tools and put them all in the right drawers and everything. They were kind of scattered around and, and things like that. Um, and uh, but that was my dad, you know. That's what I. That's who, who I grew up with. And then uh, I started dating Terry, and of course I, I married Terry, and and Terry's. So Bob became my father-in-law. So I have an earthly father, and then I have a father-in-law, and and Bob is also a mechanic, but he's an airline mechanic. Oh yeah, different breed. And it's a whole different breed, yeah. you know. And his garage is like a library. <laughs> you know, because he's got a spot for every tool. They're all inscribed with his name and, and whatnot. And, and uh, of course, I pretty much stayed out of his garage, so that wasn't a big deal. That, but the, the real kind of challenge for me arose when Terry and her mom would go grocery shopping or something. And uh, Terry, they'd be going through the store, and Terry would see something that we need or she wanted, and she'd throw it in the cart, and, of course, she'd get up there and, she didn't have her purse with her or whatever, so her mom would just buy it, and uh, and then her mom would come home and and hand the receipt to Bob, who kept the books for the family, and but she would say that's Terry's and that's Terry's, and so then uh, Bob would uh, circle those items and he would come and hand me the receipt and he, he would say, you know, you owe me seventeen dollars and eighty six cents or whatever, and uh, of course I wasn't ready to do. You know, I didn't. Bring, <laughs> I, didn't bring the yeah. I didn't know this was happening. And so I go, oh, okay, I'll, I'll bring it tomorrow, you know. And then maybe I'd forget tomorrow, and he would remind me. And I would like, okay, I'm, I'm, all right, I'll bring it I'll bring it tomorrow. And then eventually I would bring it, you know, and I'd hand him the $20 bill, and, and uh, I figure we're done. But he would go back into his little office, and he would go into his cash drawer. And he would give you and change. And he would, he would go and mark it, mark the receipt as paid, and bring me out the whatever, 23 cents or whatever no it was. No way. And he handed it to me and said, there's your change. I'm like, hey, I don't need that change. <laughs> it's like, you know, this is family, you know. And uh, and it used to just really puzzle me. It's like, what is, I don't understand that behavior, you know. And uh, a couple of times I thought, does he not trust me? You know, am I, <laughs> I, I was, you know, is he getting frustrated? Uh, I just didn't get it, you know. So that's one story. Uh, so then I have another story is that, um, you know, at, at Bible school, I went to Bethany and uh, we would have these revival speakers come through and they would preach and and I kind of sit there and listen and, and it just kind of, you know, it's just not finding a spot in me, you know, but everybody else is, is you know, crying and shouting and <laughs> doing all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like, you know, golly, you know, this is, hmm. I'm clearly am not hearing what's happening here and in fact i actually concluded that i just wasn't very spiritual uh i I thought i loved god but clearly these people love god more than i do sure yeah uh because they are responding this way and i'm not you know it's just not hitting me then we had a professor uh, we had some great professors too you know uh norm arneson dr colombo you know paul bruton don ryle all great uh dr Ryder, uh all great uh, professors and but then rick howard came to teach some Bible classes. And when I heard him, it was like every note was a note that I was singing. You know, everything he said found a spot in me. Wow. And 
suddenly there was somebody talking my language. Um, so, of course, he became my mentor. He invited me to join his staff, and he treated me like a son, and uh, um, I became my mentor for life. Eventually, I moved on to a different church, um, and Vern Neibachen became my pastor. And uh, now, Vern had never had a son, but he always wanted a son, and he actually told me he, he wanted me to be his son. And I thought to myself, you know, Rick Howard is, he's the guy who's talking my yeah. language, but I'm not feeling the same thing from Vern Neibachen. I mean, I liked the guy, respected the guy, but it wasn't the same. And I, I didn't say anything, but anyway, I we spent a lot of time together and, and whatnot. And um, but and I was the youth pastor. Uh, we had a, a situation where we had some, a couple of very successful events in the youth ministry, and and I wanted to kind of raise the level of what we were doing. And I went to him one day, and I told him what my plan was, and and he he just flat out said no. And I went away from that. I really struggled. Uh, you know, why would he say no? And and so I, I came back to him, and I thought, you know, the honest thing for me to do is to go and talk to him. And I'll, I explained to him, Pastor, I, I, really, uh, I really think we should be doing this. I mean, you've said no, and I will follow your instructions, but I just want you to know that I, I don't really d agree with the decision. I just, right. But I will follow you. And I thought that was the honorable thing to do. Well, he fired me. Yeah, that's not what you're expecting. That's not going what into I that expect. conversation. <laughs> yeah. So I have these, you know, the, I have the, you know, they have these two fathers, and then I have these two bosses, and and uh, and then so then I went to well, he fired me, so I went to graduate school, and um, uh, the entrance requirements uh, required me to take a bunch of different types of tests, and one of them was the Myers Briggs personality typing inventory, and so I took the Myers Briggs personality type inventory and just in reading how the questions are worded uh, I began to get revelation and then when I got the results back suddenly it became clear what was going on wow with those with those people why my relationship with Pastor Nybachen went so badly you know uh, I realized it was about a personality preference and and why I resonated so much with Pastor Howard versus some of the other great godly Bible teachers, it had to do with personality preference. Uh, I was just I was wired this way, and and Rick Howard was wired the same way, so that's one of the reasons we resonated. Uh, but Pastor Nybach was wired differently, and that's why. And I wasn't even aware of it. Yeah, so it's kind of a light bulb moment for you. It was an epiphany. Yeah suddenly it made sense and uh, of course I'd rush home I'd tell Terry all about it and I'd try to you know talk all the way through it I was so excited about this revelation and and that's really what began for me uh, learning about the Myers-Briggs personality type inventory and how I could implement it into my life so uh, so let me explain a little bit about where this comes from okay so uh, Way back in the fifth century, um, Hippocrates uh, developed a personality schema, right? The cholera, phlegmatic, sanguine, um, I'm missing one of them, melancholy. Yes. Uh, he developed those four types of personality. 
and uh, and he developed that and which really was kind of a combination of several things but anyway so after that you know you know go centuries go on and uh, the world of psychology kind of took a, a weird turn and there was freud was doing his thing and whatnot and then there was a swiss psychologist named carl jung who is a catholic and he kind of saved psychology uh by bringing it back you know and uh, he took Hippocrates for types and he realized that the four types were really combination of two pairs he realized that there was combination of the introvert extrovert uh, issue whether you're introverted or extroverted and then whether you were uh, sensate or intuitive he so he he kind of recognized that so he kind of split it up into the four right and uh, and then later on uh, Catherine Briggs and Isabel Isabel Meyer, uh, Briggs Myers uh, mother daughter uh, uh, they began to take Carl Jung and, and they added two more categories to it, uh, the sense, the thinking, feeling, and judging, perceiving. And so they ended up with this, um, this kind of this, um, a way in which to, to help us um, figure out how people are wired as far as their personality preferences. Now, it's important to note, these are not good or bad. It's not moral and immoral. It's not that you're too much this or not enough that. It's just the way you are. You know, it just is. Yeah, which I think that's really important when you talk about personalities because a tendency can be to want to try to become what the best one is supposed to be, right? So I have to work to be that way. But this is a tool, really, and there's lots of out there, but it's another tool to help us understand our innate wiring inside of us which is super valuable for a leader right to understand that in other people that we're all wired a certain way exactly you know there are tests out there that that test for abnormalities and things you know you're too dominant you're too selfish and things like that and obviously those are bad things or good things or whatever uh but this is not it this is not that type of thing this is just about understanding personal preferences personality preferences we we we're born this way right this is who we are and and you can explore and grow and adjust a little bit and you know you change a little bit over time but for the most part it, it, who you're born with is who you are and uh, and they're not going to change very much it's just who you are and for example my conflict with um with pastor Neinbachen, you know i i am a strong t a thinker meaning that I make decisions based on logic, right? And honesty and logic is, is important to me, whereas he was a very strong F, uh, an F feeling person. They make decisions based on relationships and harmony right. and whatnot. And so when I thought that I was doing the right thing by being honest with him and talking to him, I was respectful, uh, but I thought that was the right thing to do. He took that as um, you know, a betrayal. And uh, and so he made a decision based on relationships, uh, and I didn't I didn't see it coming, you know. So let me explain how the Myers Briggs works. Yeah. So there's please. so there's four basic um, there's four basic categories. Uh, the first is the introvert extrovert, and so so we're gonna do this, okay? So the first is the introvert extrovert, and what it is is where you focus where you focus are you are you more comfortable uh focusing outside or more fo comfortable focusing inside um 
if if you try to if you're if you like to be if your comfort level is thinking about things internally versus you know talking them out with people um, the, one of the side effects of the introvert extrovert thing is is basically whether you're energized by people or or whether people uh, drain your energy right and uh, that's really the side effect the more important part is is whether you your internal and your thoughts and whatnot or whether you're outside um, it's not necessarily about whether you're shy or something that's that's a whole different thing it's just about where your focus is uh, the next is the is the is the intuitive versus the sensate, and so this is an issue of where do you learn? How do you learn things? Uh, sensate people like to see things, uh, you know, touch things, observe things, watch things, measure things. They tend to be very concrete. Um, intuitive people are imaginative; they're abstract. They can visualize more. And uh, it's it's just a different way of learning. Like one time, I I did a I did a, um, a an object lesson with uh, some people, and I was talking about um, uh, seed ship, you know, being a seed, you know, and I didn't have a seed with me, but I had a rock. I said, okay, pretend this is a seed, and this lady said, but it's not a seed, it's a rock. I said, well, <laughs> well let's pretend that it's a seed. Let's imagine it's a seed. It's a rock. <laughs> we just got stuck there. <laughs> she didn't have yeah. the ability to imagine that this was a seed. Uh, so intuitive and sensate is how you learn. The next is uh, how you make decisions, whether you make decisions on logic or whether you make decisions based on, on feelings or relationships. And it's about what you, what you base your decisions on. And then the last category is about structure. It's about how you like to structure your life. And uh, you have the what they call judging. I, I don't really like the word judging, but what basically it means somebody who is, has a decision made. You know, judges make decisions. And people, some people like to have decisions made, and other people are what they call perceptive, which basically means they, they don't want to make a decision until the last moment. Right. Um, they want to be flexible and a little bit more spontaneous. They want to continue to gather more information and, and wait. Uh, these folks, these folks are uncomfortable. The the Jays are uncomfortable with things being open ended. They're uncomfortable with closure because what if I want to change my mind? Yeah. You know? uh, and, and the P's. Or excuse, no. The P's are uncomfortable with closure because they want to change their mind. The judges are uncomfortable if the decision hasn't been made yet. Right. And so, basically, you got these four kind of categories, and and most people tend to be stronger in one area than in another. Yeah. Now, there are some people that are just really even across the across the road, and they and they're able to kind of move back and forth. But most people are really strong. And in my case, I was the, an ultra, ultra here on the NT scale and, uh, and very, very little on the SF scale. And therein is, explains uh, my affinity for, you know, Rick Howard and whatnot because he was also that way. Yeah. And so this helped me explain how... 
as it relates to team members and working together with one another, I developed a little um, schema to help me, and it's the AAA, the AAA of, of, uh, of, of personality types and leadership uh, development is anticipate, accommodate, appreciate. So knowing that some people on my team, for example, they're not intuitive. Right. I need to instruct them differently. They need to learn a task, and I need to instruct them differently. Yeah. I need to anticipate that. Okay. And I can't. I can't treat them the same way I would treat somebody else. Some some people are very intuitive. I would just say, "Go get the job done," and they can go and figure it out. Right. Other people, you got to lay it out for them. You got to anticipate people. Right. Right. Anticipate, and then accommodate. Uh, so that you're gonna you're gonna act that way, and then appreciate. And the last I think is important. I learned that from my father-in-law, uh, the airline mechanic. Well, that conflict with the whole receipt and all of that, and I was I was puzzled as to why right. he's acting this way and whatnot. And then suddenly I realized that he is a super strong J. And and then I realized he's an airline mechanic. He, that's the, yeah. he is exactly the kind of guy you want working on your airplane because he is going to follow the checklist, check yeah. every box, and make sure that all of his tools are back in the drawer and none of the tools are left in the engine. Uh, you know, that's the, he's the kind of guy that you want working on your airplane. Yeah. And so that's when I began to realize I could really appreciate that. Um, even though that's not my type, I can appreciate that's his type. Yeah, I really like that. I love that AAA, right? Anticipate, accommodate, appreciate. I think that's so valuable for all these personalities. Now, Dr. J, I know you have so much more to share. And so uh, what I'm, what we're going to do right here is we're going to pause this episode right here of the Weibo Leaders podcast. So this is episode one of this mini series. So we're going to continue in our next episode hearing some more from Dr. J about Myers-Briggs, about personalities, how that matters. He's going to dig a little deeper. So if you're enjoying this, um, join us, continuing the conversation with us in our next episode as we hear more from Dr. J regarding Myers-Briggs. So thanks, Dr. J. We'll see you in the next episode.